This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What's up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name is John, and I am at the table with Aaron. Aaron, how's it going, man? Hey, John. I'm doing good, and I'm excited to be here. And this is episode 99. 99, my man. So next week, we've got episode 100. You guys are going to get to hear us interview local wrestling promoter Brad Eubanks. That is next week, though. But yeah, awesome, man. We're at episode 90. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, 99. I'm excited. Heck yes. We got some good stuff to talk to you guys about today, so let's get right into it. Because today, we are going to talk about how to work out on the road, all right? It can be hard for the busy, traveling pro wrestler to maintain a consistent workout routine. If you're driving or flying all day, arriving late at night, or, or heading straight to the venue, it's nearly impossible to squeeze in a workout, okay? But you must, right? You must do it because you are a professional and that is what professionals do. Greatness, guys, is about doing the things that are tragically boring without failure. All right, so today we are going to discuss some different methods that can get you the workout you need even if you are a traveling professional wrestler. And guys, don't forget, we have Strong Style, the strength training routine that Aaron and I created for the professional wrestler. It is currently available on our website, howtobecomeaprowrestler.com. Check it out, guys. All kinds of great people doing that workout. Head on over to Facebook. You can see our private Facebook group where people have posted videos and, and their feelings about Strong Style. We're doing some really cool stuff. Um, it can be done with minimal equipment. It's preferred to be done in a gym setting. So if you have access to that, that's what we want you to do. But today's entire episode is going to be about what to do if maybe you don't have perfect access at all times. Or maybe you do, but it's just you're in a different town. Mm -hmm. So, all right, guys. Let's just, I have to apply it to myself, of course, because that's the way that I can relate to you. And um, there would be days where I personally would pack into my car on like a Thursday evening after I finish my day job. So I'm talking like six o'clock in the evening and then I'd drive for eight freaking hours, you know, six to eight hours to a hotel in Texas. And, um, I always chose a hotel with a gym. That was always like my thing. I was like, I gotta have a gym. I wouldn't choose like a motel that didn't have a gym, you know, to each their own. But that was always me. I was, I'd look for a gym and I always try to do some research to see maybe what it looked like. See a couple pictures yeah. or something. Um, but I promise you, even that being said, the last thing I want to do at like midnight after driving all the way to some town, and I did that a lot. I'd drive there the night before just, just because it was easier for me to get a, a better night's sleep and then wake up and just have to drive 10 minutes to the venue mm -hmm. or something the next day. So um, the last thing I wanted to do was a workout, like after getting there at midnight. So, you know, we said this on a previous episode of this podcast, maybe even the last episode, I would remember the rules that I set for myself, right? So I would set rules. I'd put myself on punishment. I could not relax in my room until I had at least 30 minutes of training done. And the thing there that people might not understand, you know, because that's step one, right? Before we actually get into the actual format of, of this episode, um, you know, you have to realize that this all starts in the mind. If you haven't come to terms with the fact that you must get that training done, then you're already kind of behind the eight ball on that one, yeah. guys. You have to remember, I got to get this done. So my late night training would consist of something super simple. Oftentimes, I'd do two things. I'd do 10 to 20 minutes, 
like on an elliptical, on a treadmill, on an incline, and I ain't running. I'd probably just have it on an incline. I'd be walking on an elliptical with some resistance. And then I would finish up with 10 to 20 minutes of like simple ab stuff. Again, I'm freaking exhausted from driving all day. I wouldn't do like sit-ups and crunches and stuff. I'd do like planks and mm-hmm. things like that where I can just hold a position. Or I would do like loaded carries. If the hotel had some some dumbbells or something that I could do a loaded carry, I would pick those up and I would just walk around the room. Usually I'd get there late enough to where there certainly would not be anybody else in there. Or if you know if it was crowded, you'd take your dumbbells and you'd walk on the treadmill if you have to, whatever you got to do yeah. to get it done. So I'd do some like farmer's carries or something. Or if they were too light, if the dumbbells were too light, which I'll get into again later, um, you could do like an overhead carry or a front rack carry or something with your dumbbells, whatever you could do. Or sometimes I'd get lucky and they'd have like heavy med balls that you could bear hug and walk around with. But what I'm trying to get at is I would tell myself, you can't rest. You cannot go relax in your room. You can't turn on the Food Network and veg out. It's what I'd always do. Uh, what I still always do to this day is put on the Food Network and just chill. You know, I couldn't do that, though, until I had my workout done. And that might just be you know, 20, 30, 40 minutes of light cardio, like, you know, like we talked about on this podcast, zone one cardio, super easy stuff, and then some carries and whatnot. So um, then what I would do is get a good night's sleep, wake up the next day refreshed, and do a full-blown workout that morning, maybe at that hotel gym, which is what I would usually do, or if there was a local gym that you could uh, get a day pass to or something, I would go do that. So that then I would do my solid like lifting session. So then I would do the show that Friday evening. You go to the show, then you get in the road and you drive somewhere else for Saturday, and you kind of repeat the process, yeah. right? That's kind of how that would go, depending on where the shows were. Um, I you know I always got a hotel. I'm kind of a loner. I liked my alone time, and uh, that is not cost-effective, guys, right? So you listen to um, my good buddy Bob Evans on his podcast. He talks about saving money and getting the group together and stuff, and I totally support that. I was a loner, and I liked it that way. Um, I treated wrestling more like kind of me investing in something than necessarily it giving me a financial return, Mm -hmm. So, um, especially on those smaller shows. So uh, trust me, I was rarely getting paid enough to cover those hotels that I bought, but I just it made me more comfortable – especially to get one with the gym and have my room to myself. So I just liked it. But it is next to impossible to make money that way. So I'm not sitting here telling you guys that you need to book hotels every single weekend, every single show. I just wanted to put that point right out there on front. Um, If you're smart, you've made connections. And you have a place, hopefully free, possibly free. I did that every so often to stay. You get fans or even other professional wrestlers that are local to the area, and you can stay with them. And um, if that happens, your late-night workout – might be in their driveway, or it might be beside your car, or it might be in their spare room, or whatever. Um, you know, uh, there are other places you could train that don't cost an arm and a leg, though. So let's talk about them. These are the kind of the things that I really want to get into today that can help you guys. And I know you know some of them, but let's talk about them. So the first thing I want to talk about is just commercial gyms and doing drop-ins and doing day passes, right? So. Most gyms are going to sell day passes probably around the like five to ten dollar mark. Yeah. Right. You can just drop in, pay your five bucks, sign a waiver probably, and just go do your workout, and you're never, you're never coming back because you don't live in that town, and whatnot, or or you won't be back for a month or something. So, um, you know, I'm not asking you to go to a gym at 10 p.m. They probably don't even have somebody to cover that at 10 p.m. or whatnot. But uh, um, if you have time the next day, you should make it a priority, and you should always do the research beforehand. That is a big thing, yeah. guys. Do the research beforehand. Look at the area. When I used to go to places, I would always just go to Google Maps, take advantage of technology, guys. Go to Google Maps, 
find the venue of the professional wrestling event, and then I would just freaking type in hotels, and the little red dots would pop up everywhere, and I'd pick the most cost-effective one nearby, and I'd see if it had a gym, and if it didn't, I'd scroll to the next one, and that, that you know, you do that. You just find yourself a place, and then if you couldn't find one that had a gym that was uh, decent at all, then you type in, you know, fitness centers or whatever, and those little red dots pop up, and you just pick a hotel that's in between the two spots. You know, like, do your research, guys. Look and see what the hotel has. Look and see what gyms are nearby. Um, knowing where the gym is and what the potential cost might be is just as important as knowing where your pro wrestling venue is because you have to train because you're a professional wrestler. You've got places out there nowadays like Planet Fitness. They allow you to use like membership across their franchises, I believe. Yep. So you've got stuff like that you can do. They're super affordable. They got like the same basic layout no matter where you go. So you're basically walking into the same gym every time. I understand that. You know, take advantage of that model if you can because um, a lot most like bigger towns now are probably going to have a Planet Fitness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and lastly, this is something that a lot of guys don't think about. Nine out of ten CrossFit gyms, or boxes, as they call themselves, are going to allow you to drop in. Now, I, I'm not going to swear for everybody, but I got super lucky, and it's often free. Personally, me personally, and again, I'm just lucky maybe, I never got turned away from a CrossFit gym that I can remember, ever. I would just walk in, I'd be like, hey, I'm in town on business. I am only here for the day, and I need a place to work out. Yeah. And most of the time, they'd be like, oh, yeah, here, just fill out this paperwork for me. And um, sometimes they would let you uh, just go about your own business and do your thing. Now, a lot of CrossFit gyms have like a daily workout written on the wall or something. And sometimes that's all you're able to do. And I understand, you know, that might throw your training into, a, into the wrong thing. But, I mean, if it's the only workout you can get done, it's better than nothing then. So, but, again, do your research. Call ahead. Ask them if they have day passes or drop-ins. Tell them you're going to be there for one day, and and uh, are you able to just you know go off in a corner and do your own programming, or do you have to do what they have on the wall? Whatever you got to do, just make the most of it, guys. So that's what the next subject is really about: is making the most out of your actual workout plan. Now I'm talking about what you do when you get into the gym. So there are ways to program your workout. So that if you do miss a day, you aren't neglecting a body part. I think guys get way too confined into the box of like, it's leg day, it's chest day, you know, it's back day, and all that stuff. Um, when a full body split is honestly superior for pro wrestlers, in my opinion. Like, full body workouts typically leave you less sore in the in, for the most part. And um, they allow for more flexibility with your schedule. I mean, you miss a day. At least you didn't, you know, it would suck to miss your entire legs in a week. Like, that sucks. Like, yeah. you can't do that. So it'd be better off if you're doing full body workouts. You miss one of them. You still got two full body workouts to do. Um, which brings me to the next point. I really love three days of full body training. That is a awesome way to plan out your workout. It is one of my absolute favorite ways to train. And combining something like three days of full body with a timed set rest is a super winning combo for the busy pro wrestler. Mm -hmm. I'm talking like you can go to the gym 30 to 60 minutes, you know, 45 minutes, whatever. Um, you know, do it EMOM style. So every minute on the minute, set your timer, use that, use your phone for that, not for scrolling social media and stuff. Cause you're there to work. Right. So, I mean, for example, if your workout calls for three sets of 10 squats, then start your clock do 10 squats, and if those 10 squats took you 20 seconds, cool. That means you got 40 seconds to rest before you got to do another set of 10. So that's just one way, guys. 
I mean, if you're doing heavier squat, if you're doing like an actual heavy back squat or something, you might need that to be every two minutes on the minute. You know, that way if you if it takes you 30 seconds to squat, now you got 90 seconds to rest. Yeah. But put it on a timer, that way you're not wasting so much time. You actually have it set. And this is another great way to like get your conditioning done while you're lifting weights and whatnot. Like this is a much better method than thinking, crap, I've got to go to the show and I've got to go do 30 minutes of cardio and then lift weights for an hour. No, guys, that's we talked about this a lot in our episode about Strong Style, the program we wrote. Like you, if you keep your rest time set and consistent, you can get your body conditioned while you're lifting weights. But um, guys, I love EMOMs. I can't express how much I love this particular training style. Um, it's also going to teach you what weight is doable with like minimal rest. You're going to find out like, oh, I can't do a 90%, you know, split squat if I only have 60 minutes to work with because you can't recover fast enough for that. So, yeah. Yeah, if I could give kind of an example. Please, so, yeah. if you're going to if you're on strong style right now mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we work up heavy yep. um, on those. So, usually it'll be like a, a bench or a squat yeah. um, or a split squat. So, you're working heavy. So, you could do every minute on the minute yeah. and you could take whatever that weight is that you're hitting for your 3 rep max mm-hmm. and you could do that for four sets, you know, right. every minute on the minute and you will get that big strength portion out of it. And yes. then you can move on to some of the accessories. And that'll cut down the time that you're having to um, work uh, in the gym if you only got 30 minutes or you know 45 exactly. minutes or something. Heck yes, exactly. And again, guys, we're talking about full body splits. Um, so the six big movements really in lifting at all are the push, the pull, the hinge, the squat, and the lunge and the carry. So you could do three days of all six essential movements. I've done that before. I've done, you know, I'll go into the gym and I'll do, what's what's a push, right? Like a push-up, a pull would be like a, a pull-up, a hinge would be a deadlift, a lunge is a lunge, a squat, do a back squat, and then do a farmer's carry at the end. That would be my workout. And some days the push would be the dominant movement, so I'd start with that, so I'd be doing bench press or something. Yeah. Some days the hinge would be the dominant movement, so I'd start with a heavy deadlift. And, you know, you can do that. Or you could even split them and on day a you know whatever day one day a you do push pull hinge and on day b you do lunge squat carry and then you just flip flop them boom flip flop back and forth and back and forth and you can have different styles of lunges different styles of carries on each day whatever i just want you to think about the program have it in your mind so that you know what you're doing when you walk into the gym um you could even just do one day of each of those, splitting them in half, and then do your third day is like what I would call gap training, which is where you fill in, like you're like, okay, I've done bench press, I've done push-ups, but I haven't like done a straight-up tricep move. Like bench press hits triceps, right? Um, push-ups hit the triceps, but they also involve the front delts, the shoulders, and the chest a lot, right? Yeah. So then maybe on that third day in your gap training, you do tricep extensions, mm-hmm. you do kickbacks or or skull crushers or something like that. Like that's what I mean by gap training yeah. where you actually fill in those gaps um, with uh, something like that. Yeah. And it, it, yeah. And if you're getting booked a ton and you're on the road, mm-hmm. I mean, especially if, if, I mean, say you're, you're moving towards that high level and mm-hmm. you're on the road during the week, you're going to have to figure out yeah. how to get everything in that yes. you need. So this full body mm-hmm. makes it, really easy to get everything Absolutely. and then like you said if you end up missing something because you're you were yep. short on time then you fill it in with those other movements that's that's um, all you got to do yeah and and i tell you what you can get stronger and bigger with the with the full body split but mm-hmm. what i 
really found with it, if, if you were busy, say if you were doing strong style and it's a four-day split, it's an upper-lower four-day split, right. but the full body will help you maintain everything. Like yes. if you're busy, it will maintain everything you have. And then I personally use it for fat loss. Like if I have yeah, fat yeah. loss clients, I'm going to do a full body. We're going to try to maintain muscle and do it, um, and then burn some fat in there. But, yeah, you can definitely, uh, if, if you are busy, that, th- that full-body split is yeah. a, a definitely a way to go. Absolutely. Um, my personal favorite full body split, and I mean, if you need an example of whether or not it works, the the photo of me that is used on the cover of Strong Style was created, the, that body was created with this style of workout, which was three days a week training, and day one would be upper push and lower pull. And then day two would be upper pull, lower push, and then I just flip back and forth between them. Yep. So meaning, and I'll, I'll explain what those are, like meaning on day one, I would do upper push, which is bench press, lower pull, which is deadlift. And then on day two, I would do upper pull, which is pull-ups, lat pull-down, one-arm uh, power rows, something like that. And then I would do lower push, which is squats. Um, you could even categorize uh, lunges and stuff in that category too, if you wanted to. And then I would, I would do one big major movement, maybe two at the beginning. And then I would throw in all the accessories that complement those movements. So I would do accessories that complemented the bench press and the deadlift on day one. And then on day two, I'd do accessories that complemented my pull-ups and my squats. And then on day three, you go back to day one and on the next week, you start with day two, right? Like it, they just they just stay in the same order no matter what the week is, and yeah. you're only doing three days, so it's going to be you know A B C B A. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna it's gonna bounce back and forth like that. That was my favorite style of training, and um, full body training also means uh, you can put rest days in between, which I loved, and that opened yeah. up my schedule even more because um, like I would work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then that means I've got four rest days in the week. Yeah. And you know, you got to do your part on the rest days. You got to eat properly. You got to, you know, get your steps in minimum, you know, stuff like that. But you also have room to like, to play with your training if you need to, like you've got four freaking rest days, you can add additional things in there or those four rest, those four rest days are your wrestling training days, you know, and your actual wrestling days where you're going to shows and stuff. So guys, it doesn't have to be go, 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 go five days, six days a week in the gym, three days a week, full body absolutely can work. It, it definitely can work, and I'm kind of doing this yeah. right now um, because I'm changed up uh, some of the things I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm hitting everything three days a week yeah. and uh, sometimes four. So it's either a full body three-day split or it's an upper-lower split if I know I'm going to get four. Right. But I've planned ahead. So yes. I know during the week, hey, I got this coming up. I'm yeah. not going to be able to get that fourth workout, so I'm going to do full body three days a week. Right. Um, and, it, and it's been working great for me it's uh i'm I'm just trying to maintain muscle right now um, so i'm hitting everything but one of the things i want to put in here uh, Mm -hmm. is when you do this you still have to make sure that you are hitting the exercises intently and with some intensity and pushing the weights if you're going to do this Um, i know some guys that start if they're doing full body if their conditioning is not adequate yet yeah they get so tired that they can't do the weights right. like if they were doing the shoulder press and they right. were using the 40s now they feel like they have to do the 30s because yeah, they're yeah. breathing a little hard yes so uh, which is okay to start but you do have to you 
you can't just lower the weight. You, I would probably rather you lower the rep range. Sure, sure, and, sure. And uh, keep the weight. Keep the strength there. Yeah, just and so you'll build pushing. back up. Yeah, yeah and, and you do. It it's just, just it's a new. It's going to be a new stimulus for your body. Yeah, if you've been lacking yeah. in a little conditioning and you kind of move that yes. way, it can definitely feel that way. And you can go pretty quick. What I've been doing, so I've been doing the full body, and mm-hmm. basically the only rest that I get is the amount of time it takes me to get to the next right. exercise. Right, right, right. So I worked out yesterday in my garage, and I did bench press, and then I went to a seated row Mm -hmm. and I had everything set up so I had maybe 10 seconds rest in between there and then I went to another uh, shoulder press and then a lap pull down and um, anyway very minimal rest but and it was a great pump man and uh, felt good all the weight went up anyway um, but I'm on that right now and it's definitely been working for me um, and I just want to make sure you keep that intensity level high when you're lifting those weights yes keep the intensity level high guys don't don't think that you need to back down um, like he said, like you might shave a couple reps off at first, but as you get a few weeks into this, you can start adding those reps back on, but keep that weight there so you can maintain your strength. But, um, so let's talk about packing some essential equipment. That's something that I do, um, inside my truck at all times. Mm-hmm. I have this equipment. I have a jump rope. I have a set of resistance bands, just like, I think it's three resistance bands and they're pretty light. Honestly, I like lighter resistance bands. Um, and I actually carry two 35-pound plates in my truck, and uh, they have handles. So they're, you'll see the weight plates you can load on barbells. They actually have handles on them mm-hmm. as well. I found that more, I don't know, it just seems to take up less space in my floorboards than uh, dumbbells would or whatnot. But dumbbells are also a great option. Um, but I love those plates. And um, I, I mean, don't be honest, like really, if you have all that stuff, um, oh, I also have a weight vest. I keep a 20-pound weight vest in my truck. All that stuff is, honestly, I can say too much. You could get by with much, much less. Um, but you know what? You know, worst-case scenario, if you're in a town with no gym or a hotel with no gym or there's just no freaking way you're going to make it to a gym at all, and but you need to hit your workout, you can have that stuff with you to hit in the, uh, the driveway or you could take it to the venue, the show that you're at, and you could do it in the parking lot or bring it inside yeah. and do it out by the ring whatever you need to do, guys. So having some equipment with you, you can even pack it in your your gear bag. I know plenty of people that keep jump ropes and resistance bands in their gear bag. Yeah, those resistance bands, the strength bands. Um, I I like those D-handle bands, which is just the bands that have the handles on it. Um, Just because those strength bands... I, I like those too, but sometimes mm-hmm. those can be hard to do every movement yeah, yeah. you want to. They're, they're but, limiting, yeah. It, but those D-handle bands are um, really useful. Yeah. And I, uh, the, those 35-pound plates, I like that idea. Mm-hmm. If, if you can get away with that, either plates or dumbbells, I probably yeah. wouldn't do – maybe you could even do kettlebells. They may roll around too yeah, much. Yeah, You'd yeah. have to have them yeah. set in uh, something so they don't roll around. Right. But, man, you could do – if you had 35 – Pound plates mm-hmm. or dumbbells, you can do a lot of good work. Oh, absolutely! With those things, man, you get a great full body workout. I, I love them. I, I really love them. You can do anything from goblet squats to to swings. You can swing those plates. They have handles. You can do swings with them. Like you presses, could a kettlebell. Rows, yeah, yeah presses, rows, everything. You yeah. can just grab one plate, do hammer curls, all kinds of stuff you can do with them. I, I'm a huge fan. And then, of course, like farmers carries and whatnot. Like I love. So, like that's seventy pound farmers yeah. carry. Like that works pretty well. Um, so I love the plate idea. You, I can put, you know, I just lay one flat plate in the floorboard of both sides of my truck in the back, like the back seat of my truck, like the floorboards both. And if people get in my truck, I'm like, oh, just put your feet on the plate. You ain't gonna hurt those things. Yeah. It's impossible. So you know, there you go. But uh, that, those, that's, that was that's worked for me really well. Yeah, yeah. no, that that's a good that's a good ad, man. Yeah. Um, 
I, I may do, we we may, or I don't know, it's just an idea, maybe yeah. we do a video on that. Yeah, yeah, on would, like truck essential or vehicle essentials or, and then, yeah, showing yeah, off just the plates the, Yeah, stuff. just the workout too, how to, how to get a full body workout with just a plate. Absolutely, anyway. that's not bad at all. Yeah, we might have to add that. Um, so also something I've had to do over the years is make the most out of a hotel gym. I've had plenty yeah. of guys tell me that they've, they're like, man, you know, no, number one, if you didn't do your research, this might happen. You go to a hotel gym, like, yeah, I booked a hotel at the gym. And you open up the gym, and it's like a tiny closet with one bike in it. Like, I've seen that before. I've absolutely seen that before. That's why you got to do your research, look for pictures. But at best, you're going to get into a hotel gym, and it's going to have a resistance bike, a elliptical, and then a dumbbell rack that goes up to, man, if you're lucky, 30 pounds. Like a set of 30-pound dumbbells. I've seen them go heavier sometimes, but usually they're going to start at fives and go up to 30s, and that's all they're going to have. And I understand, like a hotel gym, having stuff like that. But you can actually make those 20-pound dumbbells, 30-pound dumbbells work Mm -hmm. by adding in first a couple extra reps or sets and then lots of tempo, which is something that I am super passionate about is tempo training. I think it is crucial for pro wrestlers because tempo is how, and I'm talking about moving weights slowly, Mm -hmm. but powerfully, is how we keep your joints healthy, your tendons healthy. I think it's vital for all athletes. Um, If you walk into a hotel gym and thinking you're gonna get some 80 pound dumbbells for your bench press, you're gonna be really disappointed, guys. So modify your workout. If you needed to do three sets of 10 bench press, you know, make it four sets of 10 with a three to five count down on the on the actual movement itself. It's gonna be tough, especially on a timer. If you're setting a freaking timer and trying to do that, that's gonna eat up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. It's gonna eat up 30 seconds right there. Yeah. Um, but that's how you make those small weights count, guys. That is exactly how you make those small weights count. So tempo training, everybody. Get it to where you can do your push-ups with a smooth three count on the way down, then fire up as fast as possible. Squats, same way, start standing, squat down nice and slow, three, count to three, count to five, then explode up. Mm -hmm. Do that with your dumbbells, do that with your barbells, get to where you can control that tempo at all times, your body is tight, full tension, and then tempo, and you're gonna be a strong person, guys. Yeah, and if if you've been on strong style, we mm-hmm. have some tempos in there yeah. where you're doing some dumbbell we'll presses, some in, other yeah. things. Yeah, like five seconds down. Yes. You know, uh, really controlling it. Yeah, I love tempo. I taught a group class. I haven't taught a group class in quite a yeah, while, yeah. and I was invited to come teach one. You right. were there, and yep. uh, anyway, we did a tempo mm-hmm. for it. We did a full body. We did tempo. Changes did, everything. Yeah, three yeah. seconds, and then you know, up for one to two seconds. Yep. And uh, when we first started, everyone was. Most of the people in there, I noticed, were pr- probably pretty used to just going at whatever yeah, pace they regular, like yeah, just do push-ups, usually a second you know, yeah, or yeah, a yeah. second. Yep. And uh, they they were still going too quick. About by the time we got through, everyone started kind of really getting yes. dialing that tempo in. But it changes things dramatically. Um, so what John's talking about is going down slow yes. for the most part. Yep. So the tempo of one, two, yep. three, you know, going down slow. But if you have really light, or even if you're doing yeah. push-ups, you could do this tempo up too. Yeah. Like if you're doing the set of push-ups. concentric and the eccentric, yeah. Yeah, so you can take it really slow yeah. and then really slow up. It's just, right. um, and that's that's a great way if to you, kind of mix it up. If the, if yes. the weight's not Us, I mean, adequate. like, seriously, like I can, I just got finished with the workout out here. And I, we today we had to front squat, um, I had to front squat two 70-pound kettlebells. So that's 140 pounds under my chin in a front squat. Did nice, smooth reps. That was great. If I so, so very strong. I show up to a hotel gym that only has 20-pound dumbbells. What I can do is take those 20-pound dumbbells, put them under my chin, yeah. 
count to five on the way down, count to five while sitting down Mm -hmm. at the bottom of my squat, and then count to five on the way up. That's brutal, guys. I guarantee you, if you think, oh, that's only 40 pounds, I can squat 40 pounds 40 times, you're not going to get 10 reps out of that. That is absolutely brutal, but it's so, so good for you. And pro wrestlers love that body control. You want to talk about Mm -hmm. having body control and being able to know where your body is at all times and control every limb and all that. That comes from that tension, that time under tension. So never neglect your tempo training, guys. Every single day you work out, you should have some kind of tempo in there, even if it's just your accessories. But Mm -hmm. I like it in the main lifts. Like I, I like nowadays and it's also my age and stuff you know i'm in my mid-30s and like i i no longer crave or chase those like massive prs like where i squat and i just you know i just dump myself to the ground as fast as possible and try to explode up out of the hole with my squat nowadays i don't chase a pr or a or a you know anything like that i posted my bench press pr the other day i controlled that barbell all the way down to my chest and then pressed it up. Mm-hmm. I want, I don't need those, like, just, when I was younger in my 20s, I might drop that barbell on my chest as fast as possible and then yeah. just try to hope and pray that I can explode it back up. But now I want to control it on the way down. I want that tension. It's crucial for my training and my longevity. So, guys, do not neglect your tempo training. It's so, so good for you. Joints and tendons healthy. That is one of the biggest things you could possibly yeah. do. All right, guys. So, Last thing I kind of want to talk about today is never underestimate your body weight movements, all right? If you put time and attention into getting better at body weight squats, lunges, push-ups, your burpees, your sit-ups, crawls, like bear crawls, etc., all the different variations of body weight movements, you are always going to have a gym with you if you can do these mm-hmm. things well. So those things can be super tough for some, especially bigger guys. I work with a lot of bigger guys, and they... They can bench press 300 pounds, but if I ask them to do 10 push-ups, yeah. they're not super happy with me. So, you know, I, push-ups are going to humble you if you're a heavy set, right? So elevating your hands onto a table, onto a chair. Um, I like to pick something. Like if, uh, if you're asking me where to start, start on something that's – if you're really bad at push-ups, if, like, if, if one push-up is impossible for you, then I'm going to tell you to find something that's probably about waist high, yeah. like a table or something or the ring, like a wrestling ring, yeah. and do your push-ups with your hands on that wrestling ring. Remember to keep your body in a nice straight line, shoulders and hips moving together, and get to where you can do 20 reps like that. Then put your hands on something that's more like mid-thigh, mm-hmm. and then knee height. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, you're doing them on the ground. Maybe you're starting from your knees, but then you start into your full plank position. You can get there, guys. Yeah. Make it a priority, because that way, you're gonna have a gym everywhere you go. You're gonna have your body weight movements. One of my favorite workouts of all time is just, Body weight, I mean, it's pull-ups, so you need a pull-up bar for that, but then squats and push-ups, like yeah. tons and tons of reps of those. Getting strong at body weight movements, you're never going to have to skip a workout. No, and you man, as a, as a pro wrestler, you got to control the body, which yes. you mentioned a while ago, so being able to yep. move your body uh, yep. in space is vital. Um, one of the things, if you... Uh, so if you do have a gym, one mm-hmm. of the way, ways, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, to be able to get stronger at those push-ups too is yeah. to work it in a rack, in a squat yes, rack. Yes, yeah, that's right. So yeah. you can just... Moving the barbell. Yeah, just move the barbell where it's waist height yep. and then do the reps there. Make sure that the bar is hitting you, you know, right where if you were going to bench press down yeah, at that lower same chest. Same place it would tap. Yeah, yeah don't, don't make it hit high. Make it hit Drive right Drive your down elbows there. back the same pattern you would for a bench yeah. press. Like, yeah. But you could do that and then 
a lot of those you're going to be able to drop an inch or two at a time. Mm -hmm. So you can slowly work down till you get to the floor. I actually did that with my nine-year-old son. He worked out with me yeah. for the summer, and we started yeah. at the waist, and we dropped all the way down to That's the great. second notch, which was almost on the floor. Um, and, yeah, it was awesome. It worked great for him. It's uh, definitely a tool if you have that squat rack. Uh, oh, for do. sure. So Utilize you can it. slowly inch it down. Yes. So. You can, I mean, there's tons of variations, guys. Yeah. You can do that. You can take a, a freaking uh, a yoga block or a dumbbell and put it on the ground and then just yeah. push up until your chest hits that. Yeah. You know, pick a level that, that, that where you don't have to go past like 90 degrees if that's too tough for you at your elbows. All different variations. This can all be done with squats as well. You can squat onto a box at a certain height mm -hmm. that doesn't put your knees past 90 degrees or whatever and then yep. work your way down to lower and lower and hang on to a squat rack while you squat yep. with just body weight if you need to to keep yourself upright do these progressions guys so you you regress the movement to progress the movement and people get so caught up on like i don't know they they think they look foolish or it's silly that they have to do their push-ups from their knees and it's like well wouldn't you rather just be able to do the push-ups yeah. and six months of consistency doing them from your knees you're going to be able to hit some reps from full plank position as well. So guys, I hope that this helps you get your workout in no matter where you go, because you need to get your workout in. Um, I, I hope that we've opened some eyes on the full body, the full body splits, yeah. because again, like if you're the pro wrestler listening right now about like not having time right. and now I'm giving you four rest days, like that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if, if if you're if you're on the road or if life's just busy, yes. right? I mean, kids. Yeah, maybe you're busy yeah. on the weekend and you got other obligations and you mm -hmm. got just two or three days where yep. you can maybe get it in. Um, you know, get the plan in. Yep. Do the let's let's hit the full body and um, remember that you're. You, John gave you a lot of tips in here, yeah. but you're going to be able to get a workout with almost anything. If you right. got even if it's just your body weight or kettlebells, you know, a set of 35 pound plates right. in your truck, we can make it work and and we're here to help you make it work. Absolutely. Guys. Absolutely, guys. So don't forget to head on over to Facebook, join our private Facebook group and also follow us on YouTube, okay? We got some new videos coming out soon. Check us out on YouTube. We got some really cool stuff there. So Anyway, we're at How to Become a Pro Wrestler on all those platforms, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. As always, this is the podcast where we teach you the skills that you need to go from your living room to the main event. And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it. <laughs>